0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday. It is February 11th already. We begin with another prayer for illumination from Hughes Elephant Old. Let us pray. Blessed you are, Lord, great God. For the testimonies of the prophets, we bless you. For the statutes of your law, we bless you. For the gospel of Christ and the witness of the apostles, we bless you, O glorious God. Grant to us the spirit of your glory and the brightness of your presence, that we might read your word and understand it. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, we are going to be reading all of chapter 24 of Acts It's another story that is telling us about Paul in the midst of these trials and tribulations and how he finds an opportunity once again to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hear the word of the Lord. And after five days, the high priest, Ananias, came down with some elders and a spokesman, one Tertullus. They laid before the governor their case against Paul. And when he had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Since through you we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, reforms are being made for this nation, in every way and everywhere we accept this with all gratitude. But to detain you no further, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly. For we have found this man a plague, one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world and is a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge, affirming that all these things were so. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem, and then not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way, which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Now, after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings— While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or tumult. But some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation, should they have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Other than this one thing that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. But Felix, having a rather accurate knowledge of the way, put them off, saying, When Lysias the Tribune comes down, I will decide your case. Then he gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody, but have some liberty and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs. After some days, Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you the same time he hoped that money would be given him by Paul. So he sent for him often and conversed with him. When two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus. And desiring to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. Well, this is really a rather interesting story because here we have all these people coming and making charges. Paul is sort of on trial here, right? Uh, he has the high priest come. They have Tertullus. Uh, they have the Jews testifying against him. And Paul is saying, hey, look, everything was fine. And you'll remember this from a few days back. Everything was fine until the Sadducees and the Pharisees got into a dispute over the resurrection of the dead. It wasn't about necessarily what I was saying. It was about something that these people who are here say they believe too. We don't have that much uh, in dispute amongst us. Now, I'm going to skip over what I've highlighted for today to sort of finish the story. And then I'll get back. To the point I want to make for today, but we see here that that Felix uh, has some knowledge of the way, he has some knowledge of the Christian faith, and he hears the gospel. And so God is using what we uh, what we've seen in the life of Paul here for an opportunity to proclaim the gospel. Now we don't get any indication; we don't think that uh, Felix came to faith here. We're not told that, but he had the opportunity to proclaim Jesus and speak about faith. In Jesus. And we also find out that Felix here kept him in prison, prison. And why was that? Well, it was because he was he was wanting money. He was greedy. He is not a good ruler, right? Uh he left them in because he wanted to do the Jews a favor, probably because he was wanting some sort of kickback. And he brought Paul in because he was wanting some sort of financial uh, thing to happen for him, right? And now I doubt Paul had. Too much money to give, but he was looking for whatever he could get. This is an interesting situation that Paul is in, and we're going to see how it develops as we go forward. But I really want to focus on verses 13 through 16 today. I'm going to read them again uh, because it's something important for you and I today to see in how Paul handles these accusations. So he says, Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me, but this I confess to you that according to the way, Which they call a sect. I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man." So what is Paul doing? Paul is spelling out the gospel that he has been proclaiming. And he's saying, hey, I believe the same thing. I believe the law. I believe the prophets. I believe in the God of our fathers. We have some disputes here. I mean, he's obviously not saying the Pharisees and I agree with everything. But he's saying, I'm, I'm not that far off base from what they're saying. What? Why am I on trial? And notice what he says. He says that he believes there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. He's saying that he believes that all people will be resurrected from the dead and they will be judged. And so what does he do? He says, so I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. In the midst of all these circumstances, he understands that there is a judgment. And so he is concerned to always have a clear conscience, to always, within the best of his power, obviously, do the best possible thing that he can. And this is where the application for us today comes out of. There are many circumstances that we can find ourselves in. Uh, Now, we're not going to probably end up uh, before a tribunal or before a A governor and and having to make our case. I mentioned that the other day. But we're going to be in situations where uh, maybe we have some difficulties or maybe we're uh, confronting a temptation. But the best thing that you and I can do is to remember the truth of who God is and to do our best to have a clear conscience between both God and man. Now, Paul did this and it put him in some interesting circumstances. But what did God do with those circumstances? He gave Paul the opportunity to proclaim the truth. He gave Paul the opportunity to proclaim the gospel. And so we should desire to live with a clear conscience before both God and man, just as Paul did, that we might bring glory to God, that we might have a clear conscience and also have the opportunity to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us go to prayer. Gracious Lord, we praise and thank you for the gift of your word. For in it you give us the word of salvation and examples of how to live a godly life. Grant that we would see the example of Paul and desire to live with a clear conscience before both God and man. And we ask that you would grant us the strength to grow in wisdom. That we might know how to resist temptation and evil. We know that this is only possible through the work of your word and your Holy Spirit in us. And so we pray that you would give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and a hunger and thirst for Scripture. Grant us a desire to immerse ourselves in your word and to have a trust in how you work in us. We trust, O Lord, that you will in fact finish the work that you have begun in us. And we step into another day, O Lord, humbled by your great love for us. Grant us the courage to speak of this love to those around us today that we might be your witnesses to the very ends of the earth. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, have yourself a great Friday and a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.